0: upgrade your mind, and reclaim your life. Let's get into it. Welcome back to Beyond the Body. I'm your host, Christina Slater, and today we're going to be talking about how you can fix your muscular imbalances in the gym. So how many of you guys have one side that is stronger than the other? One side, whether an arm or a leg, that just seems like it can keep going while the other one starts to fail and flop and fatigue way quicker than the other. Honestly, it is pretty common. Sometimes it's your more dominant side. Sometimes it's the less dominant side. Either way, having a weaker side can be very frustrating. It can feel like it's holding you back in your training. It's limiting your capacity to work out. um, And it can just be discouraging and feel like it's taking forever to fix. So, of course, we want to be patient. But if you're not actively doing things to help correct the imbalance, you're going to have to be patient for a way longer time because nothing's going to change. So I'm going to give you guys some tips that you can take with you in the gym, implement, try out to, with the aim of correcting those imbalances. So the first one is, first of all, I mean, figure out which side is weaker. Some people, they just don't even really know. They just figure it out like halfway through the set. <laughs> so you want to be aware. Like, where are your weaknesses? Is it something that's like your left side is stronger than your right? Um, or is it more of a muscular imbalance as in certain muscles take over and grow very quickly while other muscles, seem to, you seem to not be able to engage those muscles and they don't seem to grow very quickly for you. Okay. So if you do have one side that's weaker than the other, when you are doing your unilateral work, which is um, like one side at a time movements, you're going to want to focus a little more on that weaker side. And what I mean by that is if you continue to challenge the stronger side, because I know it's fun and I fell victim doing that too. I'm like, oh, well, my right side can do like 15 reps with this weight, but my left side can only do eight. Well, I'm just going to keep going on my right because it feels good and that's cool. Um, yeah, it is cool, but it's not cool because it's going to create more problems in the long run, right? So. We want to, again, focus more on the weaker side because if we continue to challenge the stronger side more and more, that imbalance will continue to grow. So I'm not saying to not push your stronger side at all, but the goal of the training when we're doing unilateral movements, if you have an imbalance, should be to even out that strength and not just continue to get stronger and grow the, the side that's your favorite. Secondly, when you do unilateral movements, meaning working one side at a time, always start with your weaker side, okay? Because that way it is fresh and you can get the most out of it. If your right side is stronger, most of us are dominant with the right. And if it's stronger and you're starting with the right side because that's what you're used to doing, your left side is going to fatigue and struggle that much more because Even though you may not be actively working it during that first set, your body is still getting fatigued. So not only is it weaker, but now it's going to be limited even more by the fatigue. Okay. So always start with the weaker side. And of course, I feel like this goes without saying, maybe I should have put this at the beginning, but you definitely need to be doing unilateral movements, whether you have a strength imbalance or not. It doesn't have to be your entire workout, um, but you should definitely have one or two minimum unilateral movements in your workout plan almost every day. Tip number three for evening out your strength imbalances when we're doing unilateral work is to add in pause reps. So this is going to allow you to increase volume on the weaker side. So for simplicity, let's just say your right side can do 15 reps of a bicep curl with a 20-pound dumbbell, okay? But your weaker side is nowhere close to that. And as soon as you get to like eight reps, you're just failing and your form is going to shit. So instead of trying to do 15 reps with 20 pounds, we can do three times five reps with that 20 pounds, okay? And we're going to pause in between that. So it's not like you're going to do five reps and then wait two minutes and then five reps, and then wait two minutes. So you do your 15 reps on your right side, your strong side, and then you'd pick up the same pound dumbbell. You would do five perfect reps, just like you did with the right side, and then rest anywhere from like 10 to 30 seconds, and then do five more because that's just going to allow you that little bit of a reset to be able to maintain your form and get the most out of those reps, okay? So in the end, you're still doing the same volume across both sides of your body, But you're going to be able to maintain that quality instead of just like doing 10 or 12 shitty reps on the weaker side with the same amount of weight and still getting the benefit. Because if you do that, I mean, even if those sides weren't weaker, if you just decided to do 20 perfect reps with your right and 10 shitty reps with your left, of course, you would grow an imbalance. So you're just accentuating the imbalance by doing that. So another question that I get sometimes from clients is if we have a weaker side, should we train it more? Okay. And the answer is going to be dependent upon the person and the imbalance. But typically, we don't tell our clients to necessarily train that side more because if you're training it more during your workouts, like during each set, you're going to pre-exhaust that muscle or that movement. And it's going to continue to impact the quality of the rest of your training session, right? So if you are going to do any extra work on that side to um, improve it, you're going to want to do that at the end of your workout, like literally after you've done your full session so that it doesn't affect anything else in your training. Another thing that is really worth bringing up is that working on your mobility unilaterally and across both sides regularly is also going to help improve imbalances. So for example, if you feel you have an imbalance in, let's just say your hamstrings, working on like your your hip rotation, internal and external rotation on both hips, because sometimes you might find like your internal rotation is limited on the right side, but on the left side, it's your external rotation, right? And the thing is, tight muscles, so a lot of the time I'll we'll be like, oh, my hamstrings are so tight. Like I, I need to stretch my tight hamstrings. But tight muscles are often weak muscles, okay? And yes, stretching is essential. Like I would say you, you should be stretching a couple minutes, a couple times a week at minimum. But if you have a weak, weak muscle, sometimes stretching it isn't the best thing to do, okay? And sometimes you're actually going to want to Strengthen that muscle instead of stretching it. And now I might be getting a little too scientific. If you were in our mind muscle workshop a few weeks ago, this might make sense. But if you are resistance training properly, basically what you are doing is stretching your muscles under a load. Because all you're doing when you are lifting weights is, if you're doing it properly, is lengthening and shortening your muscles. And that's essentially all that stretching is doing is lengthening your muscles. So if you are training properly, you are stretching as you are training, assuming you're working through a proper range of motion. Now, that's not to say that you still don't need to stretch. It's just that a lot of people think they actually need to stretch more than they do. Now, we're talking about typical individuals and or weightlifters. Of course, if you have performance-based goals or athletic goals or you're an athlete or training for an event or training like yoga or anything like that, like, of course, more flexibility slash mobility training might and likely be required for you. But for a typical gym goer and or physique, like bodybuilder type person who's not training for performance, who's not training for sports, you might not need to stretch as much as you think you do. So most of my clients, I get them to stretch three to five minutes, three times a week. And that's more than enough unless they have specific issues going on. Now, just to give kind of a visual example, if you think about tight muscles being weak muscles, so obviously our muscles have like an elastic property to them. Now, if you think of your hamstrings, let's say, so the hamstrings run down the back of your upper thighs. So back of the legs from like base of pelvis to your knee, essentially. And you think about those muscles, they're they're tight on a lot of people. And if you think of an elastic band and you stretch out that elastic band to its absolute max and you just hold it there for a very long time, that elastic band is going to weaken, right? We've probably seen that. Like if you have an elastic band draped around a package and it's getting stretched out and you don't take that elastic band off for like a year and then you go to take it off and it basically just like breaks and is brittle and all stretched out and like not stretchy anymore, it's because it got weak, okay? And it's kind of like the same concept with your muscles. So sometimes stretching out a tight muscle is not what it needs. It actually needs to be strengthened. And unlike an elastic band, once it's wrecked, it's kind of ruined. Um, Your muscles aren't necessarily like that. You can strengthen them up. Of course, you can build more muscle. That's what hypertrophy training is. It's, It's building up your muscles. All right. So let's talk about imbalances in the sense of stronger and weaker muscles and how important form is, right? So if your form slash technique is off and you already have muscles that are weaker and muscles that are stronger and your form is off, you are going to continue to strengthen the stronger muscles and continue to weaken the ones that are already weak. And if you don't fix this or get aware of this so that you can fix it, it will continue to the point that you get injured. Um, Or usually people get frustrated and injured and or maybe just frustrated and give up because their whatever muscle isn't growing and oh my God, they have bad genetics and this is so horrible and they're just not cut out for it. <laughs> so an example of this would be like an imbalance across muscle groups, being like your lats take over from your rear delts, or your rhomboids take over when you're trying to train your lats. Okay, and I mean the simplest thing is the unfortunate reality is that like ninety-eight percent of the general public do not train properly. That's just it's just the truth. Like it sucks to hear it, but if you're the average person, you're probably not training properly. I hate to say it, but some of the the common muscles that people struggle to feel. The biggest ones I would say would be rear delts. So the the back of your shoulder, a lot of people don't even know that that is a muscle. It's generally not a muscle that you use in your daily life unless you're actually targeting it in the gym. Your lats, a lot of people for the life of them, unless they're my client or have worked with me because we specialize in lats, <laughs> a lot of people cannot feel their lats, have never engaged their lats and just like reef on their lat pull down using their biceps and everything but their lats glutes are also ones that a lot of people struggle to feel and or engage and activate. That's the one that I struggled with the most for sure was my glutes. And then the lateral deltoid as well. So the side of your shoulder, like when you're doing a lateral raise, raising the weights out to the side of you. Those I would say are the muscles that on average, most people struggle to feel, struggle to grow as well. So my advice, if you're someone who finds themselves in a situation like that, no matter what muscle it is, we want to try and find an exercise that you can feel that muscle in, okay? So if you can't feel your lats in a typical lat pulldown, okay, we want to try a different exercise. So maybe you can feel them better in a reverse grip lat pulldown. Maybe you can feel them better in a single arm cable row. Most people will be able to feel their their back muscles better with cables than with dumbbells, but everyone is a little different. Maybe on a machine you can't feel it at all, but on a bent over row, you can feel them way better. Or if you can't feel it on a, a bent over dumbbell row, maybe you can feel it on a chest-assisted dumbbell row. Okay. There's a ton of exercises for all of the muscle groups. So we want to find one exercise that you can feel that muscle in. Okay. For lats, it's typically. The rope lat pull down. so you're gonna put the the rope attachment at the top of the cable. you're gonna hinge your body forward slightly and then you're gonna keep your arms relatively straight and you're gonna pull that rope down towards your thighs. The biggest thing with lats is you want to reset every rep, especially if you're someone who can't feel them, okay because so, you want to get that stretch at the top and then feel the shortening. That's really the same with with every muscle, but, Find an exercise that you can feel that muscle and you can feel that muscle working, feeling it lengthen, feeling it shorten, feeling it contract. And you want to do that exercise a lot. Okay. So this isn't general advice for a training plan or anything. This is general advice for how to fix an imbalance specifically. Okay. And then you want to master that exercise. You want to like know that feeling. You want to be able to basically know in your heart and soul how that muscle feels when it's working. And then you want to be able to emulate that in other exercises for that muscle. So of course, movement patterns across exercises are going to be different. So it's not going to feel the exact same usually. But you should know how that muscle should feel when it's working. And once you can do that, you're going to be able to start to recruit that muscle in different exercises. So like if you've never felt a muscle before, it's going to be very challenging to use it in in any exercise, let alone one that you should be. Feeling it in the most, right? And when I say master that exercise, I mean every time you go to train that body part, like you should be focusing on that exercise and you should even be throwing that exercise in throughout the week just so that you can get that feeling. I'm not saying to like blast your lats five days a week, but do one or two sets of it, like almost every time you're at the gym, because we want to get that feeling and that mind muscle connection to that muscle, okay? A couple other tips across the board, whether you're focusing on a specific exercise or trying to emulate the feeling in a different exercise, is initiate the movement with the working muscle. If you're trying to feel your lats, don't start pulling with your biceps, okay? Start the contraction by movement of the lats and outside of the gym, practice contracting that muscle. If you can't contract a muscle at the snap of your fingers, like you're probably not going to be able to contract it in the gym. You're probably not even going to be able to feel it properly. So practice flexing. I know it sounds kind of like silly, but like how bad do you want to fix the imbalance? How bad do you want to see progress in the gym? If you don't want it bad enough to a couple times a day or even a couple times a week in your bedroom, stand there and flex a muscle or at least practice it, you obviously don't care enough. And this podcast is not going to help you. So practice contracting the, the weaker muscle. And it, it might take quite a bit of practice. Like if you've never felt it before, it might take you a couple weeks, maybe even a couple months, depending on how often you're willing to practice. But it will help. I guarantee you that. So that is it. That's all for today's episode. If you guys got value, make sure you let me know. Take a screenshot of this episode. Tag me on Instagram. Tell me which one of these tips you're going to use or what kind of imbalance you have. And let me know that you tuned in.